Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Um, we come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. Let's see, uh, what else is today? Today is Wednesday, so we do have divine service tonight at 7 p.m. And I encourage you, if you haven't already considered coming, to uh, come to the new member class at 530. Um, also, you might call it new or adult catechesis. That would be, oh, that would be the technical name, uh, but I don't want to scare people away. So we're calling a new member uh, class instead. All right. So that's an opportunity for you this evening as well. Uh, it's good to see you checking in on the chat. We've got Don and Karen. Uh, Karen on YouTube. Defresh on YouTube. Uh, Vicky on YouTube as well. Drinking the Black Cloister coffee. Glad you're liking it. It is. It's very, it almost is soft on the palate. Uh, I like it quite a bit. And uh, it's very drinkable. And then, of course, Chris on Facebook as well. All right. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. John 15, verse 5. All right, see if you can do it by memory. Again, don't look. <laughs> I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. John 15, verse 5. Our psalm this week is Psalm 81. Sing aloud to God our strength, shout for joy to the God of Jacob. Raise a song, sound the tambourine, the sweet lyre with the harp. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon, on our feast day. For it is a statute for Israel, a just decree of the God of Jacob. He made it a decree in Joseph. He went out over the land of Egypt, and I hear a language I had not known. I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would, would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever. But he would feed you with the finest of the wheat, and with honey from the rock I would satisfy you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. First reading today is from Acts chapter 13. 
Again, more preaching from Acts. Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now, when he had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. Yes, was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. And we declare to you, glad tidings, that promise which was made to the fathers. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, and that he was he has raised up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. All right, we've talked about the quoting of psalms. Um, again, uh, we saw this yesterday as Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus that he revealed to Cleopas and the other uh, everything that was that testified to him from Moses and the prophets. And then, of course, we have in other gospels and the psalms, right? testifying of Jesus. This is the purpose of the scriptures, to point us uh, in faith to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so same here. And there's this rehearsal in the sermon of the events of um, Holy Week and Easter Sunday and the days following. Uh, I know we may grow tired of that, hearing that same message, but it is the central the central story of the Bible. It's what, it's what every story leading up to the Gospels uh, we're, we're prefiguring, which we're telling in various ways. And it is the story that's at the center of all four Gospels. Indeed, it's the bulk of the <laughs> content of those four. Um, like in John, it starts in John chapter 10, is, uh, is Holy Week, and going through to John 21, right? So half the book by chapters. So there you go. Good. Now our reading for catechesis is from Luke 24. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Good. Uh, Very famous. Um, I think a a, a critical text for us to, to consider. So we'll do that today. So remember, we're on the road to Emmaus and Jesus had had catechized Cleopas and the other uh, for Moses and the prophets, right? All things that testify of him. What did Jesus seem to be doing as they arrived at the village here? Well, he indicates that he would have gone on farther, but what did they ask of Jesus? Yeah, stay with us. Stay with us, right? Uh, it's evening. It's not good to be out at night, right? And so what did Jesus do in the house? Sat down at a table with them, took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. That sounds familiar. <laughs> of course, back Monday Thursday, right? Um, the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now note, when were their eyes opened so that they recognized him? Yeah, when he gave them the bread, when he gave the bread to them. Uh, Defresh says that moment must have been astonishing. I think so. 
It's very similar to that moment uh, in John's Gospel with Jesus uh, says Mary's name, Mary, right? And then she exclaims the whole, that he had been standing there the whole time. He had, she had been conversing with him as if he were the gardener, right? Yeah, astonishing. You imagine, though, again, um, you know, the catechesis of, of the two on the road to Emmaus would have been pretty phenomenal. Figure a few hours of that, right, with Jesus. But um, I often think that even more remarkable would have been that, that catechesis of St. Paul, right, who had been an oppressor and persecutor of the church. He wasn't halfway towards faith. He was completely opposed to the faith. And then to have um, Jesus catechize him there in Damascus. Uh, for some three years. Uh, how incredible, right? Um, of course, this is what he does for us, right? The, how did their faith change after this? So he opens them up, right? Um, he sees, or they see him um, as he breaks bread with them. But now that faith points even further backwards, right? And they remember the words of his preaching to them. And, his, and now, not only his presence in the bread, but also in his preaching to them on the road. All right? Now, this is really important for us when it comes to the Lord's Supper. Uh, this might be a Lutheran distinctive. I, I think maybe some other re- uh, Reformation traditions have um, this like, kind of really dogmatic assertion that there is no administration of the sacrament apart from preaching of, of the word. The two always go together. We preach towards the sacrament. The sacrament um, directs us back to the preaching, all right? Um, so but that's because Jesus is seen by us in the sacrament according to the word of promise. You see, the sacrament isn't, it is what it is because of Jesus' word, right? And so that's why, again, the supper is always joined to the preaching of the gospel, namely Jesus Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins to reveal by that preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins that Christ comes to us in the altar to deliver that forgiveness to us, right? So in the sermon, you'll hear um, you'll you'll hear the conviction of God's word of law, right? And you'll hear the promise of forgiveness, and then immediately thereafter, you receive that promise in your mouth, <laughs> in in the cup and in the bread, right? But as Jesus' body and blood. Um, notice they say that their hearts burned within them, right? Um, that expression, I mean, it's not heartburn, of course, right? But what what was the reason? It was the word of Christ that was speaking to them, right? How do I know Jesus is in my heart? I asked that somebody said that in uh, today in chapel, and I said, I asked the other children, "How do you know that He's in your heart?" And uh, rightly, one of the I guess well catechized children said, "Because I'm baptized, and that's the promise of God's word attached to my baptism." Beautiful, right? It's exactly right. All right. So having uh, seen Jesus, now He vanishes from their sight, and having recognized Him in the breaking of the bread and then the word preached to them, um, what are the where do the two disciples go? Apparently, uh, it's not too late to run back to Jerusalem, huh? Uh, throw caution to the wind, right? And just go. And uh, they tell them, right? The Lord has risen indeed, had appeared to Simon, and that these things had happened on the road, and that he was known to them in the breaking of the bread, all right? That's when Jesus was recognized by the men, they say so, to the rest of the disciples. And I think this is key, right? You know, this is all going to get tied into the doctrine of the Lord's Supper, as it's confessed by the apostles. Because breaking of the bread then is used by St. Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, of course, of course, in the book of Acts. All right? So throughout the book of Acts, the Lord's Supper is referred to as the breaking of the bread. Mm-hmm. So what had been the goal of Jesus then catechesis and preaching to the disciples along the road? That they would believe that he comes to them in the word, especially the word attached to the bread in the supper. See? 
right? That's certainly what Luke is leading us uh, to confess here. So what is the relationship then of catechesis and preaching to the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper? That is to receive it in faith for your benefit. Yeah, through the teaching of the word, the baptized are brought to repentance and faith in Christ that they might receive him in the sacrament to their blessing. Beautiful. Uh, Defresh says on uh, YouTube, I think... I like to think that Jesus was a little playful with his questions to the disciples while on the road. Oh, most definitely. I think we said that yesterday, right? That, uh, just the, the irony, right? What things happened? What, what are you talking about? Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem that didn't see these things? And of course, all the things that they confessed were the things that happened to him. So of course he knows, right? I think we think sometimes of God as being um, always like very direct and forceful. And it seems... Actually, most of the time, he's more playful. Um, he's more gentle. Uh, he's like um, a faithful pedagogue. He's leading us along, um, bringing us to confess, right? And he's patient with us too, right? Which is why he can have that playfulness. I always uh, remember, I want to say, it's, yeah, it's from Prince Caspian, right? Where um, when Caspian returns and uh, uh, Aslan and, uh, takes Reepicheep, you know, the mouse, and he's, is that right? Yeah, I think it's Reepicheep. I always think it was the dwarf, but I think it's Reepicheep. I think it's the mouse. And he's uh, he's just batting him back and forth between his paws. And of course, the mouse is terrified, right? And uh, But but uh, Lewis tells us that Aslan uh, was just playing with him, right? He was, he was delighting in him. He was happy to see him returned safely. Isn't that beautiful? So it, it's all a matter of perspective. <laughs> all right, so where does Jesus promise to be uh, with us today? According to St. Luke here, according to the gospel, in the word preached and taught, catechized, and in the sacrament. So, Jesus prevented these disciples from recognizing him because he wanted them to recognize him in the preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins from the scriptures. He wanted to open their eyes to faith. He wanted to convert them so that they would cling to his body and blood, which was given and shed for them for the forgiveness of all their sins. Unbelief and doubt are the biggest enemies of every Christian, even after baptism. Unbelief and doubt are the biggest enemies of the Christian even after baptism. The Christian, too, needs to be converted again and again. The goal of Jesus' preaching was the creation and restoration of faith in Christ. The phrase, the breaking of the bread, is Luke's classic phrase for the Lord's Supper. By faith born of the word of God, the disciples of Jesus received him worthily in the Lord's Supper. They believed in their own sin and their need for Christ's redemption They believed that his death was the full payment for their sins demanded by the law, and they believed that his forgiveness was given to them from the Holy Gospel, from the words instituting the sacrament, and by his body and blood given them as a pledge in the sacrament. Christian questions and their answers. This is why the divine service always follows the pattern of the Lord's preaching followed by the Lord's Supper. Through the faithful preaching of the Lord's word, the baptized are brought again to repentance and faith in Christ that they might receive him in the sacrament to their abundant blessing. So there are some uh, themes in Lutheran preaching, uh, dramatically so, I would say in faithful Christian preaching, broadly speaking. Uh, you always hear the faith of baptism confessed. You hear sinners called to repentance. You hear the forgiveness of sins proclaimed freely um, for Christ's sake, namely through his suffering and death. And then you hear Christians directed to the words of absolution, especially as they are attached to Uh, to his body and blood as he instituted the sacrament, right, under the bread and wine. Um, That's pretty consistent in uh, in Lutheran preaching, more or less, right? Sometimes more baptism, sometimes less, sometimes more supper, sometimes less, um, sometimes um, 
less law, more law, always forgiveness of sins freely for Christ's sake. Good. Okay, let's confess our uh, table of duties to wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5, verse 22. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. 1 Peter 3, verses 5 through 6. We pray. O Lord Jesus, by your word and spirit, fashion all Christian women into wives made in the image of your bride, the church. Teach them to submit to to their husbands as to you, their Lord and Savior. Give them hearts that trust in your word, honor their husbands, and look to them for love and spiritual headship. Deliver them from all fear and faithlessness. Where their husbands fail them, support them with your grace, and let them find their sufficiency in you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, we sing. Way. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. For parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray today in Thanksgiving with Ron, who celebrates his birthday. We pray for the households of our church, especially James, Garrett, Shannon, Tanya, Robbie, and Lisa, and Vicki. We give thanks to God for the acceptance of a divine call by Mrs. Polster and for 20 years of teaching by Mrs. Kipp. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy, and Merlin. Jim, and Mike. We pray for our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. We pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially for Mary's room, and we ask the Lord to increase and preserve our faith. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me 
that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, many blessings to you this day and always. Um, Again, today, 5.30, you can come uh, for our adult catechesis. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because we had the, I had the question to say, well, how long is it going to be? Is it going to be like two years or three years like the children? And like, no, it's actually about 12 weeks or 15 weeks. Uh, there is kind of a double standard there. And uh, the approach with adults is different. I think it's more just a practical thing. I, I would love to have you on catechesis for years. You can come to the so-called youth class or the young person class, um, which was meeting on Wednesdays. We'll resume on Wednesdays in the fall. Um, and that's for adults and children. It's not really specific. Um, but I guess what we have to do with, ch- with adults is, is get a, give a, a brief um, synopsis, a, a, a foray, an entree, if you like, into, or not entree, a appetizer, right? Hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> and then um, trust and encourage them to fully participate in the life of the church, whether it's the daily prayer, whether it's the weekly catechesis, um, uh, and of course, the divine service. All right. And uh, it's unfortunate because it would probably be better to have that long catechesis with adults, even probably even more appropriate than with children in, in regards to the fact that adults usually come with more uh, doctrinal baggage. <laughs> but so it goes. All right. So uh, again, 530 and then divine service at seven o'clock, the Feast of St. Mark. Uh, we'll be celebrating this evening. We'll be talking about all the wild and crazy stuff that Mark records in his in his gospel and uh, maybe how, how we can, might approach that in faith. All right. So, Lord's blessings to you, and I hope to see you later today. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center, in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.